Hello innovators and explorers, welcome to another episode of the Web 3.0 podcast. I'm your host Sam Kamani. I am an Amazon best-selling author and a tech startup founder. I'm here to take you on a journey to explore this new land of Web 3.0 which is filled with opportunities that can help you build generational wealth. In this episode of the Web 3 with Sam Kamani podcast, I talk about building a successful music NFT marketplace with founder and CEO Jackson Felty. Jackson has built an NFT music marketplace, Fanfare.fm. And in this episode, we also talk about things such as what technology to use to build an NFT music marketplace. We talk about Ethereum, Binance, NBA, Top Shots, Flow, Discord, and the spam that comes with Discord. So, if you are into music, if you are into NFTs, or if you are into building marketplaces, then this episode is for you. So, Jackson, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the show. I'm looking forward to talking with you about Fanfare.fm and how you got started. What inspired you to build this marketplace? Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, it's great to be here. So. Really what inspired us to build this marketplace is me and my co-founder were working on some consulting projects toward the beginning of this year when NFTs were really starting to first come into the limelight. And we were seeing all of this amazing stuff being done with the, the visual side of NFTs, all these artists that were for the first time ever able to really like monetize their work and connect directly with a fan base and start creating a community around their content. And there were at the time really no dedicated marketplaces that focused on the music side of this. And so there are all these musicians who are, you know, it's a perfect medium that can be benefit from the exact same things. But at the same time, if you're producing music, you don't want to be on this big open marketplace, like right next to Bored Apes and other generative like NFT projects. Yeah. And so what we wanted to do was really build an open marketplace that's just dedicated for musicians. Yeah, yeah, makes makes sense. And so when did you guys launch? So we had a launch about six-ish months ago and launched on Ethereum. And, and one of the things that we were really trying to do when we first pushed this out is really become a platform that does not just cater to like the largest people in the space. Because there's obviously these artists like Blau and Grimes that have been putting out these NFTs that have sold yeah. for like millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, what we really should have realized we were building it and realized kind of shortly after we launched it is a lot of these kind of up and coming artists that are growing their own fan bases, um, you know, they're not going to be able to sell NFTs when the gas prices are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And so we've kind of been in this iteration cycle there, like how can we build this platform best to really make it beneficial for the most amount of people? And so one of the first things we did is we went cross chain and we have a beta site that's still up that's on Ethereum and Binance. Um, and then another further realization at that point is like, if you have a couple hundred to a couple thousand fans, the, the like cross section between your fans that are, you know, crypto native and, and also like big fans of your content is, is very small to non-existent. And so we started looking into some of these newer blockchains that really focus on, on fiat on ramps and ease of access and settled on flow. And we've just got our main platform out now, which is just much more 
easy to use. And it's kind of like an introduction to web three where artists can come and like set up a Stripe account and get paid out directly to their bank account. And then, you know, fans can come in and purchase kind of similar to Nifty Gateway with like a credit or debit card. But instead of being, you know, gated like Nifty Gateway is, it's, it's very much more open access. Like we can much more easily onboard artists faster with them just set it, uh, sending through a really simple application form. Yeah. So, oh, that's, that's fantastic. So share with me the process. Say I'm, I'm a musician. I have some songs, I have some songs on SoundCloud. I have a very small, passionate sort of a follower base, maybe a few hundred people who follow me, who used to come to my gigs back in the days, but I haven't done many gigs because of, you know, of COVID and everything. How can I monetize? What would my process look like on, on Fanfare? What should I do next? Yeah. Uh, so the application process is very simple. One of the things that, that Flow does really nice is they have these integrations with these wallets like Blockdo, where it's just kind of like a, a semi-custodial wallet. Like you can sign up with your email address and it's a little different from platforms like Nifty Gateway that are fully custodial, where they hold all of the information and really like they, they have the NFTs and whatever you might hold in your wallet there. Because with something like Blockdo, what they'll do is they'll hold like a, a hashed private key that they do not have the decryption code to like the decryption code is, is attached to your, your OAuth or whatever account that you connect with it. And so at any point in time, you can request to get full custody of your account and they'll give it to you and then you'll be completely in control of it, but they don't have the ability to connect those keys and have access to it themselves. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, if you're, if you're like an artist looking to come in and join our platform, you can go and connect that, put in your email address, get an account set up and then click on like, uh, apply to be a verified artist. And it'll let you instantly set up an artist account. You can put in, like upload your image, put in your socials and then accept our licensing agreement, which is just like, Hey, I promise not to be uploading any like copyrighted content uh, to the platform. And then our verification process is really just to make sure that the artists are, are who they say they are and that they are uploading original content of their own. And so we just take a peek through that kind of stuff. And then as soon as, as that process goes through, you're free to just start minting your own music as NFTs directly to your own marketplace and selling them directly to your fans. Yep. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. What sort of numbers are you getting? Um, how many artists, NFTs minted or any, any sort of stats that you can share with us? Yeah, definitely. So we, we had our beta platform up for a few months and really started getting uh, more attention traction, especially on the uh, the artists toward the end of last year, October, November, December, and ended up getting, I think we have about three to 400 different artists that have applied there yeah. and, you know, are, are able to like mint. And then we did a big referral campaign for our main launch, the one on Flow. And we have about 200 artists that have applications in on that side. And we're going to be looking to try to push up our big update, which allows these artists to like mint themselves to production later today, actually. But yeah, right after that, we're going to be going through those applications and trying to get artists onboarded as fast as they can. Yep. What were the main reasons for going for flow, building on flow? Well, it was really about their focus on ease of access and accessibility. The, the user experience going through, you know, some of the platforms that they're already hosting, like NBA Top Shots, is just it's really, it's, it's an incredibly seamless process. And 
when we're looking at a lot of the platforms that exist nowadays that are that are doing really well, a lot of them are, you know, based on ETH, but they run into those issues like like gas fees yeah. and like transaction throughputs. And so what we really wanted to do is is build a platform that can give all of these artists the the benefits that they're seeing from NFTs, but without, you know, with with actually being able to sell to their core fan base, which is not necessarily crypto native. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. So, what about what about the the stats on the other side of the of the scale? Because you know, any marketplace, it's it's a massive challenge because of the chicken and egg problem. You need buyers and you need sellers. If you don't have buyers, they think sellers don't come because they think there's no buyers, and and vice versa. How many people are sort of buying or have bought NFT, or have you got any numbers for that? Yeah, so far on on the beta platform, we've done about six to seven hundred dollar six to seven hundred total sales, and a lot of kind of what we end up putting through has been going through Binance, and so we've really found a niche of letting uh, a lot of artists that are not as well known start to begin to build their a core fan base around around their yeah. NFTs. And so most of the NFTs on our platform have been selling within the $5 and $15 range. And what we've really been trying to do with that is start to build a suite of tools that artists can use to connect with their NFT holders, to be able to kind of give them airdrops of like more music, to start to create uh, Discord channels that are token gate. Because when you look at NFTs, the real benefit really comes down to what can I cultivate Ex around this? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. The community, building the community, giving access to that community. And, and that's what I think Gary V did well with V friends yeah. and stuff. That if you want to go to VCon, you need his NFT. If you want to jump on a Zoom call, you need his NFT. Th those sort of things. Mm -hmm. So yes, so your platform can provide that sort of tools to, to musicians, to artists. Yeah, that that's kind of the big development focus after we get this main platform out is how can we provide the best suite of tools that musicians yeah. can use to, yeah, to interact and, and build their fan bases organically. I think Gary Vee, as you were saying, like did, a, did an excellent job of showing like, hey, NFTs can be this amazing way to connect and really build out like this group of people and have a direct line of access, which is super valuable, I think, from both sides because from the like collector side like you want to have a more intimate relationship with the musicians you're supporting like you want to be taken along on their journey and be able to provide feedback and it, you know be able to kind of get in and see what the artist's creative process is like and then from the artist side not only do you want to be able to you know fund live off of the work that you're doing but that line of of connection and communication between you know the like 100 true fans that can propel an artist's career and like having, having a line of connection to the people who are going to support you the most is like so valuable as a creator. Before I continue this discussion with Jackson about creating music NFTs and creating a music NFT marketplace, I would like to ask you to consider subscribing or following this podcast. I have some very interesting topics that I'm working on. The next episode is going to be about the scams in Web3 and how you can protect yourself against some of these scams. So I look forward to making those episodes so they can continue to provide you with more value. Having said that, let's continue this discussion with Jackson about how artists can make a sustainable living from their art or from their music. Absolutely. And, and it only takes. If you have thousand true fans, that yeah. that's all it takes to build a 
a sustainable lifestyle sort of a career out of of any hobby out of anything and so that's that's all it needs so i have like a few more questions because not questions first one is more like feedback that um having been in this space having talked with lots hundreds of people in this space one of the common thing i found was the lack of developers so yes a lot of people a lot of artists they want to provide access using their nfts because they know their nft will fetch so much higher price but there's only so many solidity developers there's only so many rust developers and <laughs> so many smart contract developers to build that sort of a unique smart contract right now you can go and mint your nft on so many different thousands absolutely thousands of different marketplaces but no one allows you to customize your smart contract that that's the insight that i'm getting and so whoever i feel like cracks that allows that sort of you know graphical gui interface for artists or or anyone to create an nft or a celebrity or an influencer to create an nft gives that that they can specify give access to them it is going to win is going to win big time do, do you guys have any plans around that to to do that to make it that simple just like anyone can go there create mint and um, modify the smart contract to their need, to their terms and conditions. So I think that's something that we'd like to do over the course of a period of time. That's definitely like a, a massive technical feat to be able to allow people to kind of build their own parameters and then have kind of a yes. smart contract generator on the back auto deploy. Yes. But I think a really good few steps that we're looking to take in the meantime is build a really dynamic of tools that can kind of wrap around a smart contract. And I think you see a lot of development in the ecosystem leaning this way right now, because there's, you know, without a smart contract developer, you can still go to like an ERC 721 generator and like get a super basic ERC 721 and, and not control the, the fine tuning and, and specifics, but you could say, how much do I want to mint? How much do I want to sell it for? And that can be dropped really easily into, into like a template marketplace. And then there's some other yeah, that's what systems. I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there's some other tooling systems like Mintgate that'll allow you to do Discord locking and do private content gating around there. So I think with a little bit of, of you know, kind of just elbow grease, it's not too difficult for artists to go and build something. But of course, I think there's going to be so much more potential unlocked with, with something like you said, that's a lot more custom and a lot more dynamic. And when people that don't know how to code can, can play with the parameters, you're going to see an explosion of creativity. Oh, absolutely. It will like, you know, the adoption of NFTs is still minuscule. You know, most people wouldn't even know if you go out in the on the street and ask someone, hey, what's your MetaMask wallet number or what's your Phantom wallet number or like any, they, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. You know, most people don't know. And that's that's US is like you go around the world, like it is the adoption for NFT marketplaces less than 1% of the whole seven and a half billion people in the world. So something like that, the numbers, of course, it changes every single day, but we are still in extremely early days having said that 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 is fantastic that you guys are thinking around that way what is your guys biggest um challenge at the moment oh there's there's a few i see i'd say the biggest one is really uh community management community growth development marketing and that kind of stuff yes. i feel like in, in kind of the the last you know almost year now we've just had this insane bull run where it's just been projects after projects and communities after communities being built yeah. and kind of like what you were saying with the with the developers there's also a giant lack of, of 
you know, marketers and hireable talent. Yeah, everything yes. that's related to crypto, community management, marketing. It, or marketing. everything related to Web3, pretty much. It could be mm-hmm. crypto, metaverse projects. It could be, you know, just design, NFTs, anything, anything good. Yeah, good people are hard to find because there are tens of thousands of projects born every single month all around the world. And so it feels like the whole global, available global talent pool has shrunk drastically. <laughs> yeah. And not, not only that, but at the same time, you know, millions of people made uh, shit tons of money from exactly all of these crypto projects and they're looking to reinvest in this space and build projects of their own. So we've got, you know, a hundred times more projects and the same amount of developers, <laughs> yeah. the same amount of community managers. And yeah. so. I, we, we have a really, uh, solid base of, of developers. We come from, you know, contracting and have kind of like a network and a group of, of freelancers that work with and under us. So we've got a lot of talent on that kind of development side, but you know, that's, that's the, the difficulty when everybody that, you know, is the developer is, is uh, yeah. actually other, other important parts of managing a crypto project. Oh, no, no worries. I can introduce you to, I'm sure I can introduce you to some people in the community side and the. And building side. In fact, I'm um, interviewing someone who spe- specializes. She's been building communities in the in the crypto space and blockchain space for the last 12 years. There's very few people who have been in that space that long. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing her and stuff. And I'll definitely send you the link to that podcast. But yeah, that, that's going to be, I think, very valuable for all technical founders. Somehow, most of the people I've ended up interviewing are have all been technical, maybe because of my own background. But, but yeah, I mean, there, there are few, few people who are really, really knowledgeable and I think they can, and they can make or break any sort of a project. And that's what I've seen. It's like good NFT projects versus bad. They all could have the same type of art. They could all have the same, you know, it's not that much different, the smart contract or anything or ongoing events The the main difference was like the marketing, even though they both had the same budget, the one sort of project, if they had, uh, much better marketing and much better community development and community management. That project one, like, you know, got 10 times more in ETH than the other one. Like one made 4 million, the other one barely managed to cover their costs of 200K or something or, you know, so that that makes all the difference in, in this space. Because there, as you know, there's so much noise. If you live on Discord, there's just like, uh, you know, there's a joke around in the, in the startup world that do you want a new startup idea? Here's an idea of Discord, but without NFT spam. <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, it's endless. I think I launched like four new accounts this morning. Yeah, yeah, same, same. It is just relentless. It's endless because I'm on different Solana marketplaces. I'm on different Ethereum-based marketplaces and just continuous spam from these discords. People find you and then they just spam you and yeah. Yeah, so it's, it is just so much noise out there. And so it's extremely hard to stand out amongst all the noise. Hundreds of NFT projects being launched every single day. Everyone wants a community. The rule of thumb is that just for anyone listening in the NFT space, say if you have an NFT collection of say 5,000, you need at least four times more active community members in your Discord. So you need 20,000 people. And then on your mint date, then you have a chance that it will all be sold out in a few hours or stuff. But if you have a 5,000 collection and you only have 5,000 members, it's not going to sell out. And then it yeah. won't. Then it's a, it's a fail. Then, you know, even your next project will be a lot harder to do. So, yeah. But look, it it is extremely 
fascinating to always talk with you and stuff. And yeah, let's let's have a um, catch up again once you have released some of these product features and to see and to touch base and see how, how it's going, how it's progressed. And also talk a bit more about on the technical side, what technical, I mean, this is for the next conversation on what technical challenges you guys faced and how you guys solved it. So thank you once again, Jackson, for your time and wish you best of luck for Fanfare. Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, looking forward to the next time. Uh, yeah. Thank you once again for tuning in and listening to this episode. I would love to connect with you. So reach out to me. Reach out to me if you have any questions about Web3. I would love to answer them. And if I cannot, then I will find an expert who can. Finally, share this podcast with a friend who you think should know and learn more about Web3, who you think should get involved in the world of crypto, decentralized finance, metaverse, NFTs, and more. Thank you once again and have a fantastic day.